This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, March 5th, 2021. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, preparing for International Women's Day, how profit-making hurts care workers, the Labour Start report about union events and singing, This is Radio Labour. The international labour movement is preparing actions for 2021's International Women's Day on March 8th. One of the organisations helping unions prepare for the day is the International Trade Union Confederation. The ITUC represents national union centres such as the Ghana Trades Union Congress and the AFL-CIO in the United States. The General Secretary of the ITUC is Sharon Burrow. As we plan for International Women's Day, sisters and brothers, we have to recognise that before COVID-19, we were facing inequality. Indeed, on every indicator, progress for women had stalled. Jobs, wages, social protection, security. But COVID-19 exposed those deficiencies, exposed the discrimination in our world. When you looked at the frontline workers in health, in care, in services, these workers, predominantly women, went to work every day to save lives, to protect us. Yet they, of course, are amongst the lowest paid. But our governments have failed to do anything about that. We also know that the impact of COVID-19 has been dramatically uh, increased for women. And even now, as governments will tell you, that unemployment isn't so bad, that's not the reality. Many women have given up looking for jobs. Our global poll shows that 27% of people, even in G20 countries, the wealthiest countries, have lost jobs. And indeed, 40%, almost 50% indeed, have lost hours of work. This is the reality for women and many of them have given up. So for International Women's Day, we want jobs, jobs and jobs, invest in care, good jobs, but also so women can participate in the broader economy. Make sure there are rights and indeed freedom from violence. Convention 190, fight for it to be ratified and put in law so women can live freely without violence, knowing they have fundamental rights a minimum living wage, occupational health and safety and control over their working hours, whatever their employment arrangements. And let's see that we end discrimination everywhere with an inclusive future, whether it's inequality of wages, race or gender, that we eliminate those areas of systemic exclusion in our societies. In the United States of America, since the pandemic began, in average, four long-term workers die a day. And that's just in the United States. 
That is Adrian Docci, the head of Uni Global Union's care division. Uni represents more than 20 million workers in 150 countries employed in skills and services, the world's fastest growing sectors. They include workers employed in long-term and aged care facilities. To find out how its members are coping during the pandemic and what solutions can be found for the problems they are experiencing, Uni conducted a comprehensive survey. I asked Mr. Dolce what countries were included in Uni's survey. We looked into five English-speaking countries. It was the United States of America, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, and Ireland. What are some of the recommendations that came out of the Uni survey? One of the strongest recommendations to start with is we need to improve the working conditions for the long-term care workers. They need to be able to have full-time jobs with a decent living wage so that they don't need to work in multiple care facilities and that they can make a living. We need to increase specifically the staff-to-resident ratios. They need to be on a good level, on a safe staffing level. Then it's important that every care worker has access to sick leave, sick pay and Specifically because of the amount of infections with COVID-19, it needs to be recognized COVID-19 as occupational disease so that they have access to workers' compensation. We also, it's also important that there is uh, improvement in training for the care workers and that health and safety is on the forefront, that it cannot be that there are these dangerous workplaces. So we need more health and safety representatives from the unions and health and safety committees. And of course, it's the need for enough PPE. And if it comes to vaccine, care workers need to be prioritized. And we think a mix of all of this is the only way to make it happen. But maybe the most important is workers in long-term care, needs to have a collective voice. They need to have a union. Because one thing which you also see is, and some studies have proven it, if there is a union in the workplace, the outcomes, meaning less people sick, is better. So a union here actually really saves lives. You mentioned unions. How can unions help long-term and elder care workers? First of all, if there is a union better for workers and it's better for the residents. That means organize, organize, organize. There are still two less long-term care workers organized all over the world and we the unions need to change that. There are millions of millions more care workers which we need for our long-term care aged care systems and we as the unions need to see that as a chance. We need to organize them because that's the only way that they have a collective voice. And then as unions, let's go. Which questions can we answer together with the organized workers? It's about increasing the working conditions through collective bargaining. It's about having a voice in the health and safety decision-making. It's about getting better training because the better working conditions are also better living conditions for the residents. And unions should fight for a better system, which includes more public 
investments into the long-term care system. Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Each day, Labor Start's volunteers collect hundreds of news items about the struggles of workers and their unions from around the world in 36 languages. Here's a small sample of their work. Our top stories section included links to coverage of the global labor movement's efforts to force the release of recently imprisoned trade unionists in Hong Kong, Belarus, and Myanmar. We also carried news of the positive impact the new administration in the USA is having on U.S. labor and the fallout from the national general strike in South Africa at the end of February. The emerging and continuing trend in our news coverage this week is the unveiling of trade union programs for a post-pandemic economic recovery. This trend is clear at the national level, and last week we had many examples of trade unions pushing national and regional governments in the right direction. This week we saw evidence that the Global Union Federations and the International Trade Union Confederation are wading in as well with transnational proposals for a just recovery. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found news, lots of news, about preparations for International Women's Day by trade unions around the world. Despite the pandemic in many countries, women workers are mobilizing for national stay-at-home strikes. One example of this is Spain, where trade unions have a long history of organizing general strikes on International Women's Day to demand gender equality and an end to femicide and other forms of gender violence. In other countries, online events are replacing mass meetings and conferences. Next week, look for our coverage of 8 March events from around the world as they happen. In other news about women workers, South Africa's Domestic Workers Union has slammed a pitiful increase to the minimum wage. We also carried the news that three women media workers were killed in Afghanistan last week. These workers were targeted not just because they were journalists, but specifically because they were women journalists. Three more reasons we did not need to encourage us all to join the struggle against gender violence. The free health and safety newswire we offer in cooperation with Hazards magazine carried stories about the horrendous safety problems in the South African steel industry, Dutch sex workers demanding the right to resume work, and why health and safety is a key issue for the workers organizing at an Amazon warehouse in the United States. Our photo of the week is of one of many demonstrations that took place across Portugal at the end of February in a national day of action for a just and people-centered pandemic recovery. Current campaigns that we are running at the request of unions around the world include urgent appeals for online solidarity with workers engaged in important struggles in nine countries around the world. Sending a protest or a solidarity message takes only a few seconds and can make a real difference to the affected workers. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Union Nation with A Woman's Place. Hardships and discrimination. I'm 
Women's Place by Union Nation is a production of the International Association of Machinists, the IAM. And that's it. International labor news you can use. You can find our features and daily newscasts at radiolabor.net. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.